0: All right, draft day is officially done. Part two of free agency has begun. We're recording, right? Yes, sir. I was all, all right. Welcome that. everyone to the Rink Rat Report podcast. I listened back to last episode and oh my god, I I sounded dead. Why did nobody tell me that? I sounded like a complete zombie at the beginning of last episode. As always, joined by Jason.
1: That's okay. I thought you were, I thought you were okay. I thought you were fine. Uh, After
0: that, my first couple words, it was like, because I guess we hadn't <laughs> recorded last week. Cause we, we pre-recorded the Sam cause one. Yeah. Yeah. And so like just those first couple words, it sounded like I was sinking in mud, but it's okay. Yeah. It's like,
1: like riding a bike, just got to get
0: back on it. And uh and I got uh, to yeah. It. Sound like uh sound like it's not almost 1045, but anyways. <laughs> So today we're going to be doing defense and we're going to be doing goaltenders. Yes. There are not the greatest defense options available. I will tell you that for free. Some okay ones here and there, but yeah. Yeah.
1: But before we get into that, there is some big news that came out today. And before we get into the big news, if you haven't seen the forwards video, make sure you go check that out. And if you Uh, haven't
0: subscribed, do it now.
1: Do it like literally right now or else. Or else what? We'll stop.
0: I don't know. We we, yeah. we we just won't. We'll just quit.
1: <laughs> All right. Uh, back to the news. Uh, David Camp Pontus Homework, both signed. Uh, we talked a lot about centerman's the lack of center depth. Uh, in the in free agency, mm-hmm. uh, David Camp signs two point four million dollars for four years. A lot more than we expected. Mm-hmm. A lot more money than we expected. And Homework was signed eight hundred k. By two years, pretty simple, pretty normal Yeah. deal there for him. Let's get into David Camp first, though. What are your thoughts on the deal?
0: Would, would you like to talk? Then leave. Anyways, um, what I actually did realize, David Camp at 2.4 for four years. I mean, typically, you don't sign fourth liners for that much term. I thought that was a little bit bizarre there. Uh, but think about who who was signed earlier in this offseason. That was Sean Monahan at one97 I believe, for one year. But that's a very injury prone, injury prone player, injury riddled player. A guy that hasn't played a full 82 in a couple of years and has dealt with surgeries every single off season. Like, is a decent player. Started decently last year, but I think only played like 20 some odd games. So, if that costs almost two million dollars, that's where I'm like, what could David Camp have gotten on the open market there? So. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think it's like a, it's an underwhelming signing simply because it's a slight overpay relative to his actual value. I mean, last episode, let's get, let be fair. We were saying 1.75. 5, 5. 1. Yep. yep. 1.75. I said it too. Yep. And then they signed him for 2.4. So 0. 0.7 over each season. And then you got four years of it, which I, I mean, he's, he's only 28. So it's not going to get into deep and dark years, but. Anyways, just a pretty underwhelming signing. And Pontus Holmberg, two years at 800K is solid. You mentioned that he is waiver exempt for those two years. Yeah. So that's that's some great roster flexibility right there.
1: Absolutely. So just quickly, I want to touch on David Camp. Yes, we overpaid for him 650K maybe, right? I think that was the number because we said 175. So, or sorry, Mm -hmm. 1.75. So yes, we did overpay by like... yeah. 650 K, but I think we, I think the Leafs envision him more as a three C than a four C. And I think that problem, that might be a bigger problem or like a separate problem than the deal itself. Also, I think we need to take into account the center market. Like we go back and watch the last episode. We went through centers. I went into the episode thinking I don't think John Tavares is going to be a centerman for us this year, because I think we're going to be able to address that through trades.
0: And you trade- left the episode through trades.
1: And I left the episode saying there, how the heck are we going to do this? <laughs> there are literally no I good centermen it. available. Right. I, I tweeted out a picture today. David can played 15 minutes last year. That's not really typical for a fourth line player. That's more so a third line player, but also mind you, he played a lot on the penalty kill. So that's contributing, but he plays more than a fourth line player would, right? If we're going to look at the centermen that are available in free agency, we have JT comfort. All these guys played over 11 minutes. So I kind of made that the cutoff just because those like everyone else below them were kind of Of guys who didn't really play, play a lot of games. So, the twenty centermen that are available are J.T. Confer and free agency, Ryan O'Reilly, Evan Rodriguez, Max Domi, Jonathan Taves, Patrice Bergeron, David Krejci, Nick Bugstad, Nick Benino, David Camp, Jonathan Drouin, Lars Eller, Nolichari, Eric Stahl, Pius Suter, uh, Kyle Chriskulo, nice. Teddy
0: Blueser. How many Thomas games did Kyle Chriskulo play?
1: I, I don't know. I think he had like sixty or something. Derek Brassard and Alex Belzile. Those are the guys. And now, if mm-hmm. you take a take a step back, those are those twenty names. You could probably cut off the last four names I just mentioned. Mm-hmm. Maybe other than Teddy Bluger, but more of a fourth line forward. Also a guy who plays winger. And if you look at some other guys, Achari, Domi, Druen, Rodriguez, more of a fit on the wing. So now you're, you're taking out, we had 20. We just cut off, what was it, eight, right? Mm-hmm. On top of that, Bergeron and Krejci aren't coming here. That's a good get- no. So there are literally 10 centermen available that could actually play center for you. And then you start to whittle it down and it's like like Jonathan Taves, like four, I think, or five of them are 35 plus. Like who are, who would we get? Who would we get? So paying 650K is an overpayment. I'm not going to say it's not an overpayment. It's a slight overpayment. But yeah. if you compare it to the entire market, I think that's fair due to market scarcity. That's yeah. the problem is people aren't factoring in the scarcity of it. There's that's... not much out there. Exactly. So that's, that's what was the... out
0: there via trade, though.
1: We don't know, but again, we know we don't have too many assets. Do yeah, we want to give up a too. ton of assets for a, 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 fourth, a third line or fourth line center? Like we got one in house. Yeah. Bite the bullet, take the six fifty extra K. Would are we going to find a perfect fourth line center for one point seven five mil? I don't know how mm. many of those even exist, right? Like so. Yeah.
0: Um, Think about last time. Last time we when we had that avail uh, that need and we went and signed David Camp, we thought it was a total catastrophe because you were taking such a a wild swing at an unproven guy, right? And then he turned out better than I expected. but to th- to go back a little bit even further, what you mentioned about Pontus Holmberg last episode, I thought I, w- I went into last episode thinking that Pontus Homberg was an easy replacement for David Kampf. That was the camp replacement. His defensive game is nowhere near what David Kampfs is. Like Pontus Homberg, I think, can transport the puck a lot better than David Kampf. But his defensive game in the defensive zone, killing penalties as well isn't at the level that David Camps is. So if you try to play him in that role of a defensive center, you're going to get shelled. The one thing I do want to note with David Camp, though, I think he could be effective, but he has to be insulated. Like the players around him, like that matters hugely. Like when you look at, I looked at the numbers last season with Pierre Engvall on the roster, I think his expected goals for percentage was close to 50%. And I think his time on ice with Pierre Engvall is around 50%. Yeah. After Pierre Engvall left, it dropped all the way to 46 like a 20 game sample, sample size, too. So the, the wingers that you give him are going to matter. And you need those guys that are going to be able to skate the puck up the ice because he doesn't do that very well in order for him to be effective. So, like, I, I think David Kampf is an all right player. It's just it also does. He's at the level of player where it really does matter who you put him with. Like, this isn't Philip Deneau, right? Fair fair enough. Being paid like Philip Deneau. Remember that. So the people that you put around him are really going to matter. If you put him with Alex Steves next year, and I mentioned Steves because he's got a bit of a heavy foot, you know, does some other things well, but isn't the fastest skater. If you put him with Alex Steves next year, you're going to get caved.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Maybe a Bobby McMahon might work. Like I don't know. I'm just uh, tossing names out there. Possibly. He's a I good don't know. Skater. Just, guys, I just
0: he, I, I would like Bobby McMahon to have the puck on his stick a little bit. Like, yeah, just maybe organizationally, I mean, maybe. right? Could
1: so may, maybe the Leafs feel like they have either within their roster or they they see someone out in free agency on the wing that could supplement David Camp and kind mm. of bring him back to where he was when he played with Pierre Ingvald. But also at the same time, it's important to note that. We don't want like we shouldn't go out expecting David Camp to crush competition. His his the point of him to be out there is to reduce expected goals against and not have them converted, right? So I I I we would have to take a deeper look at this, and this is probably this is definitely a conversation for another day, probably Mm -hmm. more of an off season conversation once all this trade stuff and uh, free agency stuff wraps up. But I'd like to see David Camp on his expected goals number and the opponent's ability to convert those expected goals into actual goals, Mm because we've seen other players. Uh, be able to like have a lot of expected goals against, but they the other team isn't able to convert on those. And, and the first team that comes to mind is Vegas, right? Vegas, they don't they went they don't give up a lot of expected goals, but they also don't give up a lot of goals as well. I bet if you looked at Vegas, their actual goals for are significantly under their expected goals for numbers. Yeah, uh, it's just like a, a just again, I guess for me. So, um, camp, a lot of people weren't happy with it on Twitter. I guess it's underwhelming because it's his first first move as GM, but. It's not really that. I don't think it's that bad. I think it's being overblown. Is that fair to say? Well, his
0: first move as GM technically was to keep Sheldon Keefe. But <laughs> I think, I guess. I don't, on, I, don't I don't know. I mean, so when you add up these moves, like, this yeah. is a welcome to Toronto for Brad Bradshaw. Like, oh my God, this is like you went to a steakhouse. You ordered the filet. And they gave you like a, a burger kind of thing. Like, like, think about this start. He kept Sheldon Keefe. He signed David Kampf to a four-year deal to close to $10 million. And then he drafted a guy that like consensus people had him in the second round, mid-second round. A lot of even some people had him in the third round. Like, are yeah. these the right picks? They might be, I don't know. But like only time. I, I, I do find it kind of funny that those were his first three moves. When you look at it that certain way, it's like, Oh, Oh boy. This is yeah. a, this is a start.
1: So one more thing I want to touch on with David camp. And then I want to quickly touch on Pontus over. Cause I have a couple of things to say about him, but the four years is something we didn't really talk about. And I think this is, we're going to see a lot of deals, this free agency. If you go through that second year, we're probably going yeah. to see guys who we feel like are overpays because the expectation for the cap to go up this year, next mm-hmm. year, and then the year after, I think the year after everyone is expecting it to go up significantly. So we might actually be seeing something very interesting here where a bunch of the free agent signings, usually as they, as the years go on, they become significantly worse. But with the expectation of the cap increasing, if it's not factored in properly to a long-term deal, we could see some guys who actually might outperform like, Underper unrestricted free agents who are twenty eight years old underperform the first half of their contract, then potentially outperform it because of the percentage of the cap that it would take up. So something something interesting yeah, yeah. to think about. Uh, again, that depends on how much the cap goes up. So, yeah, David Kemp uh, I don't mind it. I know a lot of people were being critical of it, but I'm just gonna shrug my shoulders. Yeah,
0: it's a bit of an overpay. I don't understand the term part, but yeah, it's it is what it is. You needed a center. Yeah, and you need to, he is one.
1: Listen, he 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 wins he's really good at faceoffs, which is always a positive to have. He's a solid defensive center in the bottom six, which is always a positive to have, and he's one of the best penalty killers in the NHL. I think that's they're fair to say and he's going to be to yeah. be doing that for the next 4 years for us and I'm happy with that because that's not an easy role to fill. So I'm happy with that that he's like able to fill that role for us because again, there were many years we didn't have a player like that. So it's yeah. uh yeah, I don't not expect him to moon.
0: score too many goals. I think he had exactly. two goals in his last like 60 games last year. Yeah, he, had, he, had, he had like nine <laughs> had five in the first to start <laughs> like, it was crazy. He had more than Austin Matthews for a long time. Crazy. It was crazy. <laughs> um, but then
1: moving on to Pontus Homburg, I did. I, I think you mentioned earlier, but the waiver exemption, that's a massive thing. And I think people are penciling him into the fourth line role. I don't know if he's going to do it. Like you said, the defensive game, I'm going to have to rewatch. He'll give so him a I, shot. Yeah. I, they'll give him a shot, but he's not penciled in for sure. And I think that's going to yeah. be up for grabs probably that. Fourth. Just don't
0: watch that last New Jersey game. No, that was bad. That game. was the worst game I've ever seen per minute by a player in a long time.
1: Yeah. And if I remember correctly, he gets so lost in his, in the own, in his own zone. He doesn't really, he's not really able to identify and pick up his man. I don't know he when they roll lost off the defense. So, I mean, if he can shore that up, that's just IQ stuff. Like, it's not something that's too hard to shore up. But again, I haven't watched him in the AHL, so I can't really say for certain. I'm only basing this off of what I've seen with him in the, at the NHL level. There's room for growth. He ha- he has good offensive upside for a bottom six player.
0: Tidy scoring ability. Some tidy goal- scoring exactly. ability.
1: Tidy work for 800k, but I don't. I, I I'm not penciling him in the lineup just yet.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um. Anyways, so that that was the Leafs news of the day. Um. In terms of defensemen, like when you look at it, there is a rumor that the Leafs have checked in on Eric Carlson, but a lot of reporters have said that Bradtree Living will literally check in on every single player that is available. So take that that for what it is. Eric Carlson, I was watching him today, just his ability to take the puck off the wall and get to the middle and get to the scoring areas and get a shot off from there is fantastic he's still such a great defenseman just that cap hit a 11.5 for four more years is very hefty especially for a player that's had some lower body injuries
1: yeah and i i would think if we were to get him it'd probably be like a really weird better thing. be 50
0: percent and we we would not be, very much
1: we would be dealing one of the guys who are like a part of our core. i think if we're doing that right like no. i could see you how do you
0: do that without f- fitting that guy under the cap you, you can't it would have to be fifty percent. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but still, so that's seven and a half million dollars for one player. Eleven point five.
1: Eleven point five divided by two
0: is five point seven five. Seven. Okay, fair enough. Okay, yeah.
1: but I just don't know. what San say that's someone. That much? I don't. Know that's the thing. That much, right? Probably so, not.
0: That's why I don't see it being realistic.
1: That's that's why I'm saying like if they if they if if we trade for. Eric Carlson. Chances are, we might see one of our defensemen on the way out.
0: Could you imagine having Morgan Riley? Like, if if they got it down to eight, and it was yeah. Morgan Riley, and you had Morgan Riley and Eric Carlson for whatever, all those years come to come, that'd be crazy. That'd be crazy. F- taking up fifteen million cap, that'd be just,
1: that'd be absurd. And that, that's part of the reason why I down. think I'd see a core guy getting traded. Mostly, like likely, right, like. Team build wise, it would make sense that Riley would be traded, but there's too many blocks in place to have to have no Morgan Riley trade, right? So it's yeah. too too he's tough. Dating to the Queen that. of Canada, he's not he's not leaving. Exactly. So that was one, and yeah, that was one player. That at least were, I guess, linked to in the trade. Checked
0: yeah. in, yeah. yeah. They and checked then... in on Ryan Reeves. I hope just to say that we don't really want you or something. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I think Ryan Reeves is over the hill a little bit. But... Yeah,
1: but. Other, a couple other players they checked in on is apparently Zadorov from call or Calgary. Calgary, he makes 3.75 for one year. That could be a sneaky deal where you pick him up for maybe a little bit retained 15. I saw 25% retained thrown around somewhere, makes two mil. It's a pretty good right shot defenseman for your bottom six or sorry, bottom three there. Potentially could play top four.
0: Yeah. And you mentioned something actually sneakily interesting uh, that I didn't realize at all. Is that like when you look at it, Bradtree living the build of his defensemen, The five and six defensemen are usually pretty huge. And who was that? Like last year, Gebranson he had Zadorov, Gabranson. Yeah. And then this year, Zadorov played eighteen forty-one a game, not bad. I think he's okay. He's like a, a fifth defenseman kind of.
1: Yeah. Some uh,
0: offense, a little little bit of offense, not much. Scored fourteen goals last year. Holy moly he could,
1: he could be like, it's, it's not out of the question to see him bump. Like again, the way the Leafs deploy their defensemen they've, they've spread it pretty thin. So I could see him bump, bump up into like a top four role because of how, how thin we spread them out. Like, it's really two, only two extra minutes a game would, would, would kind of bump him up to that top four time on ice for the Leafs here. So I, I wouldn't be, I would be happy if the Leafs traded for a guy like him, because I think that's a good, Good fit for our team, and who knows, maybe he works well with Morgan Riley. Who maybe he works well with uh, Jake McCabe. Who, who who knows how it's going to work, or maybe he'll work well with Mark Jordan. We'll we'll see what happens there. But for the yeah. acquisition cost, what would be the number that you'd be looking for to get him? Let's say you can get him at twenty five percent retained. I think that's two seven five. Uh, at least don't really have a first round pick next year. Or he's not worth a first, in my opinion. So, what do you think the he'd he'd be worth around a A second second ish don't want to say
0: yeah that's fair i don't know it's it's honestly
1: it's so tough to like come up with these trade scenarios and maybe maybe we give a roster player for him right like yeah he is a left he is a left side defenseman it looks like oh is he not a right shot i thought why i think he was right i
0: thought he was a right shot too but it says left here and then good branson's a right shot okay that makes sense well
1: Less less likely now. I'd, how did I miss that? I don't know. But uh, I'm probably getting get roasted for that. Holy smokes. Um, but yeah, like uh, still, regardless of the way he shoots, I think with McCabe and with Brody, the flexibility you have on your defensive, uh, on your defense with handedness, I think.
0: Uh, There's not yeah. much. I mean, everyone's a left-handed defenseman. <laughs> There's still flexibility there. Um, I wonder what happens with Connor Timmons. That is a defenseman you really have to wonder with, like, Played well in his minutes that he played with the Leafs last year. I mean, but that was just a really that really was a Kyle Dubas guy. I mean, you don't bring in a guy and then like play him, played him first line at one at one point, and then like shut him down for the season, kind of, and say, No, no, we're using this as his training camp for next year, and extend him too for right. two years one point one. Right. So, like, and that it's not a significant guy, and it's really the beauties in the eyes of the beholder I want to say so like bringing in a new GM and who I believe is probably going to make some shuffles to his front office I really wonder how they value Connor Timmons who knows maybe they value him as a top four player
1: (laughs) yeah I I could I
0: could see (laughs) probably not but I could see him sticking around
1: for like the start of the season and then like just testing out to see where he goes and then shipping him out halfway through the season if it doesn't work Mm -hmm. and if it does work keeping him around like I don't
0: I like him if he's
1: healthy too
0: yeah, I think I, in preseason, he's really going to turn some heads.
1: He has like, listen, if he's able to like, he scored a crazy amount of points in those few games that he's played. If he's able to produce even like half of that level and on a full, on a full, over a full season, that is like incredibly valuable. Like in, in your bottom sit and your bottom, your bottom pairing that I think is valuable. So exactly. Yeah. Um, another guy, that least we're rumored in on, uh, we'll, we'll be quick with these next two guys, Noah Hannafin and Brett Pesci. Uh, we were we were joking earlier. How funny would it be if Brett would got traded for William Nylander after all these years and hearing all these rumors for like literally the last four yeah. years, and then it finally happens now? But I think we get fleeced in that deal, so that's probably yeah, out the window. Um, what about Hannafin, though? Are you interested in Hannifin?
0: It's both those guys that are tough because you you'd have to, them, you have to and extend him, and I think he's them. going to be looking for like six, six exactly.
1: Seven. So probably close to Weger, right? So came off
0: of a pretty big year, four, 44 points. So. I mean, what was Weager? Five, seven, five. No, he, his extension was like six something for eight years, right? Uh yeah, let me just pull this up here. Something like that. So I think Hannafin's probably gonna be looking for something close to that. He, he's and, been and, playing top four for Calgary. He's been playing all right too. So
1: and again, like we mentioned, like I mentioned earlier, Uyghur was six two five. Um, like we mentioned earlier, if we're gonna go through that second year. We don't know how high the cap is going to go up. Players might be wanting that higher cap it to ensure that they don't get fleeced as a result of the cap going up significantly two, three years down the road. So you might oh, even yeah. want want more now. We'll, we'll see. I
0: think everyone's taking that into account, right? Yeah. So GMs, co-ever, GMs and players. So. Well, agents yeah. are definitely taking that into account. I don't know if GMs Oof, want yeah. to. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, Hannafin, I would be interested. I, I don't. I don't see it happening. I mean, you'd have to move a pretty big. Piece. It would start with Nye's, nice, you know, like first and plus plus know. plus. I, nah, nah don't it. I don't need that. It'd be all our best that. prospects. <laughs> Not in for that. So, um... so, before we get into our next segment, we want to give our shout-out outs to- To today's sponsor, Manscaped. If you haven't heard already, it's smooth sack summer. When you're playing in the summer sun, make sure you're scaped from pubes to bum. That's right. This is the summer to keep your balls cool while still looking hot with Manscaped. The leaders in the the below-the-waist grooming are making sure we all have a ball this summer by giving our pants partners everything they need to stay fresh dive headfirst into smooth sack summer by going to manscape.com for 20% off and free shipping with the promo code Rinkrat. That is R I N K R a T. Now back to the show.
1: All right, moving on from there, the defenseman. So I guess we kind of didn't really touch on the least defenseman situation where there's kind of a glut. We have six guys, but at the same time, one of them is Connor Timmons, right? One of them is Mark Giordano who like really seemed to age five years and four weeks when it came down to the playoffs. Yeah. I think how... they're going
0: to rest them a little bit more this season. Which I think that sense. was just a, a dumb decision. Like the player obviously didn't want to sit and he was playing well. So it was like, what are you going to do? But then when it came April, it was like, Oh boy. Yeah. Cause I, I thought guess he all... had a solid season. Like it, he had a great decent. season.
1: He had a great season, but I think, I think like what you're saying here is like, uh, especially with the the tight con- confinement of game games every other day just yeah. takes a toll on your body at 40 years old right so what, oh, yeah. we, what 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 i was just kind of getting into is that we're probably looking for at least one defenseman depending on what who true living likes and what true living sees with our core potentially two i could see us like i mentioned this before on the uh uh episode with Kevin Papetti. If you haven't seen that, go check that out. We did like a whole off season plan for the Leafs. I could see the Leafs moving off of TJ Brody simply for the fact that we don't have a ton of assets going into next year. And if they feel like they can find a replacement in free agency for him, which is going to be hard to find, but if you think Lilligan can take that next step and find someone who can kind of supplement the difference there, it might be something you consider. Cause I think you get, you get a first for TJ Brody.
0: So I mean, if you can. who are you replacing with? You, I, there's no one in free agency. I, I don't know. Dimitri Olob plays on the left side, and he'd be a lot of money, and he's thirty three too. I so you're I getting just, those horrible years from him. I, I, unless it would be through a trade, so like yeah. you'd have to be taking those assets from the, the first that you, hypothetically are getting for Brody, and then you'd have to be, like you'd have to give away that first, and then who are you getting? Like, I
1: again, I I don't know. I don't have the answers on this one. Right? We we talked yeah. about a couple trade targets for defensemen but it seems like from the the rumblings of uh the insiders and what bradshaw living is going to do one of the defensemen or two of the defensemen are on the way out yeah tj is like, a guy is i that, see who man. could be on the way out like unless you think it's little which doesn't make sense to me jake mccabe doesn't make sense to me morgan riley doesn't make sense to me mark Giordano maybe but doesn't make sense to me morgan
0: if, riley has a no move clause he's not moving not. anywhere Mark Giordano took a sweetheart deal with Toronto. That'd be really gutsy for his former GM to, to ship him out with one year left like that. Uh, Jake McCabe. I mean, they just traded for him. I still think he's a solid defenseman. Yeah,
1: like, he makes, but he makes $2 million and he can play in the top four. I, that is like, <laughs> like, without a, for me, that's like, I don't, I think true living is a smart guy. I don't think he'll move off of him unless acquisition costs is insane. but yeah, anyways, that's like uh, through process of elimination, we're now left with Connor Timmons and, and, tj brody so if we're going to add two defensemen both those guys would have to go yeah. So that's that's like my logic behind this so um potentially we could be i don't know the way you
0: spelled it out to me there uh, i think it would be Timmins probably either seventh defenseman or gone and then they add one fair enough Fair. like enough. i i just don't see anyone like i understand your what you're saying in terms of move off of Brody before the contract's done and be able to get something for him. Kind of like what the the Golden Knights do. Like, exactly. what did what did Vegas just do right now with, with Riley, Riley Smith? Smith? They tr- Riley t- Smith is 32 32? or something like that. He has five mil owed to him per season or five mil AAV for two more seasons. And he's 32. And they just offloaded him for not very much and then brought in Ivan Barbashev. Look what they did with their defense a few years ago. They had their defense pretty well set and then they went out and they signed alex petrangelo and then turned around three seconds later and traded nate schmidt for way less than market value just because they needed to dump him yeah so they made that quick adjustment there but who is our alex petrangelo who's our ivan barbachev that we're kind of replacing brody with i i, I don't know I don't oh. see anyone. I don't see a 95 born unless it's like Noah Hannafin, but even then, he's on the wrong side of what Brody plays. Yeah. I don't really know.
1: Yeah. It, it'll again, I, I just, I'm putting it out there because I think there's like a greater than 30% probability, like probably around 30% probability that he gets traded. I don't, I think people are acting as if there's 0%. I think we're in the zero to 30% range. Okay. Like, so that's, that's where what I see. But anyways, moving on from there, let's get into like some of the free agents that we can uh, at least can look at. Uh, and I mean, again, this is a thin free agent class. We talked about this last episode when we talked about the forwards and like kind of similar thing with the D here. Right. Um, uh, but like I, before Somewhat, we get, to, yeah. yeah. So before we get started, let's, let's take a look at some of them. Can uh, I kind of bucket them into tiers. There's one that's obviously clearly above the rest. And I think everyone knows who that is. Dmitry Orlov. If yeah. we're able to get him. Like, does that even make sense? Like, we just talked about our left side. It's kind of like not. I don't want to say stacked. It's not stacked, but it's full, right? I so, wonder
0: if he goes three or four years for seven, seven per. That seems to
1: make sense, and I could see him. He's like, the best just,
0: defenseman in this class.
1: He could get more. I think honestly, like I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm curious to see what Daily Faceoff has him at five by six point two five. I think that's a little generous. Considering
0: five years. Yeah, yeah, 32, 33.
1: He is at 31 years old. So I mean, 32, no,
0: uh, it just says, he's a 91, he's a 91 born.
1: Okay. So again, maybe, maybe then maybe he only wants a three-year deal so that he can, or maybe he wants a four-year deal so that it guarantees that 30, that next contract that he signs is the 35 plus contract. If he ever gets bought out to full, full value of that, maybe that's something they're considering. So I could see him getting like four and like. Like you said, seven. I think that's logical, but doesn't doesn't seem to make
0: right. To me. Yeah,
1: does doesn't seem to make sense for the Leafs here. Um, moving on from him, we got like a bucket of offensive defensemen. Let's yeah. call them that, right? Orlov, we got...
0: So to go a little bit off of Orlov and like what type of defenseman he is. To me, he's a two way, very good skater, handles the puck pretty well as well. Like just a minutes munching top four, solid two way player in my opinion. I could be wrong that, that that's, from what i remember in washington that's what he was like
1: that seems about right like 36 points in 66 games last year like definitely has a two-way game i remember his underlying metrics are like super hot for uh his expected goals against so yeah obviously he's a great player he's gonna whatever team gets him we'll be lucky to have him hopefully he doesn't go to a cup contending team because i don't want to have to deal with that so um yeah, yeah to Orlov. Good player. Don't think it's a fit for the Leafs. moving on from there. Let's look at some offensive defensemen. There's about four. I, we see, and we kind of highlighted on the trade trade market. One of them being John Klingberg, who was last, was it last year two years ago was projected to get a crazy amount of money. Never ended up, never ended up get, setting. Where well, was offered a deal. crazy amount of money. I think so, he, he was offered.
0: offered seven by seven or something oh, like that. And his he... agent said, no. And bet then on uh, yourself we can in, get more.
1: Bet on yourself in Anaheim. Like, Okay, not a great idea. That was so, the
0: worst decision ever.
1: I hope he got a new agent if that was the case. So, no, he John did. Kl- he
0: fired his agent like in the middle of tr- free agency and then got seven by one.
1: That's ah, crazy. Um, so yeah, John Klingberg, another guy, Leafs had him, Eric Gustafson, Shane Goss the spare, and then Kevin Shattenkirk. Are any of these guys a yeah. fit
0: you think for the Leafs? Absolutely not. No,
1: <laughs> none, of, none, of them. Um,
0: none of them at all. Uh, like they're all players that need to be put in the right situation to be able to thrive. I mean, I think the best example, like actually when you look at it, Gustafson and Shane Gossisbear, and even Kevin Shattenkirk, they were all three players that were at one point, like not Gustafson, less so Gustafson, but the other two were highly touted players given pretty good contracts but then were not put in the right positions, not put in the right spots in the lineup, not like favored to be more offensive. And they ended up like Gossespierre had to be moved with picks to Arizona. Kevin Shattenkirk got bought out of a huge deal by the New York Rangers. And then Eric Gustafson was on Chicago, was playing well, I don't know. And then just bounced around to a lot of different places. But then look what happened. then. Shattenkirk went to the Lightning for, on a cheap deal. They put him in the right position. Second power play, six, uh, sixth pairing, like third pairing kind of guy. And he thrived there. He played very, very well. And then when you look at Gossips Bear, same thing in the desert. First power play, and they were able to get assets for him to Carolina. And Carolina seemed like they liked him. They were trying to negotiate, renegotiate a deal with him. And then Eric Gustafson was just told to go out and play hockey in Washington and racked up a bunch of points as a result. So
1: those are the type of guys, like you said, they were put either, yeah, not put in the right positions. So they didn't succeed. So when they're asked to do a little bit more, that's the big issue there, right? Yeah.
0: Don't, don't ask them to play defense in terms of those three. I don't think we have a spot for them simply because Morgan Riley is
1: still in that spot. Exactly. Exactly. You hit the nail on the head there. And I think that, I mean, We've seen us go five forward on the power play. So if you're worried about PP2, I don't think it's that big of a deal. We've seen other things like I'm sure Jordano can play. You don't there. pay that
0: much for PP2. Also.
1: Exactly. And you also yeah. don't play them that much, right? So you don't really care yeah. for that. Um, moving on there, let's take a look at like we mentioned this earlier with a guy like Zadorov, big bottom three defenseman or mm-hmm. bottom pairing defense, big bottom pairing defenseman, a five six. That is big like in, bottom
0: defenseman.
1: Exactly. That's in the mold of a tree living, five six. So, a yeah. couple guys I I've bucketed here together uh, is Luke Shen, Carson Susi, Radko Gudis, Connor Clifton, and Scott Mayfield. Any of those names stick out to you in
0: particular? Um, Luke Shen mainly. Yeah. Um, Carson Susi, I was very underwhelmed watching. Scott Mayfield is. A, as you mentioned, just a big, heavy defenseman. I think he's okay-ish, but I don't know. I think Luke Shen just, he fits so well with uh, with Morgan Riley last year. Why not run it back on a sub-2 mil mm. contract there? Um, but yeah, you do like to have some physicality on your back end. I think that it does, does help a little you. bit. It doesn't hurt yeah. at all. I think I, it does help, and you do kind of need it in some way. You need a mix of it. Um, I mean, but then the issue is if you bring back Luke Shen, like as you mentioned before, then what? Like Bradbury leaving, I believe, wants to change up the Something. least defense. Yeah, <laughs> and if you bring back Luke Shen, you've just you've you're icing the same roster that you had in the playoffs, minus like, Justin al- Hall.
1: Almost identical, right?
0: Almost like, identical. Yes. So,
1: so. <laughs> um, but again, it's it's a tough conundrum here because. Like Luke Luke Shen is like we saw how he fit with more. He fit. He fit with Morgan Ryan. so they like makes oh, sense. I that missed him.
0: I missed him here. The one guy actually I was very interested in as well, I don't know why I, my eyes are going right now, but Connor Clifton, this is a guy he he's small. He's on the smaller end five eleven one ninety loves to hit, though, blocks a ton of shots. And your brother Josh actually put me on to him. I haven't do- dove into him a lot, but I'll take Josh's word for him that he's a solid, solid defenseman. I asked Justin Haller, Connor Clifton, and he said, Connor Clifton, uh, pretty, uh, pretty quickly too. And he said he moves the puck well enough as well. So a defenseman that I definitely want to take a, a deeper dive into, and I think could be a cost-effective option for the Leafs.
1: Yeah. So looking at things from a cost-effective standpoint, like, and I'm just going to, I'm just going to keep referencing this daily face-off article uh, maybe I should put it in the description. They just projected out some contracts. It's not it's not gospel by any means, but I think no. it's like a fair. If you fair want to, way to the look best, at it.
0: the best contract projections actually come from Evolving Wild, I find.
1: Okay, I'll I'll try I'll try and bring that, that up in the meantime. But right now, what I have out in front of me is that uh seems like we'll be priced out of Goodis and Mayfield. That's like the sticker shock right. I saw with goodis and the sticker shock I saw with Mayfield, Mayfield projected three point three by three point seven five. And Goudis projected three by 3.3 3 mil. So potentially being priced out for of those two thing, guys. Yeah. That makes sense because, again, Goudis just went on that run. Scott Mayfield is like, what, six a bajillion? And, like, everyone loves tall defense when he needs a red Six shot. foot so, six, like,
0: baby. So That's exactly. Can't teach
1: that. You cannot teach that. And then if you look at Clifton and Shen, Clifton and Shen are projected to get less term, but also less dollars, right? 1.75 for two by, sorry, by two for Clifton and one by oh. 1.6. For Shen, So cost effectiveness, those two guys are probably who you want to get. But again, I'm, I, I know you watched Carson Susie and we're not too impressed with this game, but I'm just enamored with Carson Susie. I've just, Uh, I've just, his, his underlying numbers have always looked really good for a five, six. And I don't think it's more so the situation that he's in. He's also big, which is good. From what I understand, I don't, I, I haven't watched a ton of his game, but he's able Big, to retrieve, block some shots. Out.
0: We'll take your head off. Um, second power play, he played. Sorry, second penalty kill was the sixth defenseman on the Kraken. I actually have some numbers for you here. I mean, I don't know. I was just watching him. Doesn't handle the puck all that well. Uh, points per sixty, hundred twentieth out of two hundred eleven defensemen goals 119th 111th and assists 99 shots 99 out of 211 in terms of shots individual expected goals 107 out of 211 like so very mid mid mid-tier in terms of offensive production I don't know how he got 10 goals last year I don't find that he puts himself into the greatest position when he takes point shots occasionally does jump up into the play which was nice to see um but when you look at it expected goals for percentage 51.36 last year 12th on the Kraken minus 1.23 expected goals for relative percentage and but plus 1.12 uh, goals for percentage relative i think he did play a little bit with Giordano i saw in some of those clips he was on the ice with Giordano but like yeah like a net front clearer kind of guy i think he's going to get overpaid though I don't think he moves the puck all that well and doesn't skate all that well. I, I I could be wrong. Yeah, but I don't. I think he's missing that part of the game, and he's just he's mainly a sixth defenseman.
1: Fair enough. I I thought like, I thought the ammo on him is that he's a good puck retriever. So that is valuable to it me could on a be wrong. because I, I did not watch all that much,
0: but yeah,
1: that's, that's different than being a puck handler, right? Like mm-hmm. coming out of the zone is different than getting the puck in the zone. We saw Luke, Luke Shen is not a good puck handling defenseman, but he's a great puck retrieving defenseman, right? All he has to do Makes is make a good first pass. Yeah, exactly. Bump it to your partner with the lease. We talked about the automatic with Frankie Corrado, right? Bump it to that partner. That's all you have to do. So I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. That, that's kind of the, the reason why I was interested in Carson. Also his underlying numbers again are really good, but uh, no, you're trying to, according to who though? According to Evolving Wild. Really? Even yeah. this year? Yes. Wow. Yeah. So um. Yeah. Uh what I was, what I was saying there is yeah, like one of Luke Shen, one of Connor Clifton, one of Carson Susie. If we need to fill in that sixth spot, like you mentioned on the right side, bumping. Um, oh my goodness. Timmins down. Yeah, I'm bumping Timmins down to the seventh defenseman role. It's really late, so uh, my my brain is going whack. Uh, yeah. but yeah, those are probably likely the guys we see. Cost-effective options. So Clifton, I wouldn't be too too mad with Susie. Is probably my number one pick of the two, and Chen I also like
0: as well because he works with our boy up top. What's he projected to get Riley. though? I feel like Jen? because of his size, no Susie. Susie.
1: So Susie is projected by uh Daily Faceoff to get two by sorry three years by 2.5 mil uh well, that's so, a lot lower than i thought yeah um eh. but uh yeah i don't know I, i'm i'm interested to see h- how much those guys get and if if we do end up getting sushi i'll i want to look more into him as a player so uh it could be fun because again he has he's he's on the younger end compared to all these other guys which is also let's, let's say 93 that, born i think he's 27 or 28 28 oh wow yeah he's 28 right now so Um, yeah, anyways, moving off of those guys, there's other guys who we kind of have here who were established players. And I think the least are probably going to be priced out of them, but I think it's still important to talk about them, uh, because I don't know. They're, they're good. They're like pretty good players starting with Ian Cole, right? I don't know how much he's projected to make right now, but Ian Cole
0: is a great defense. You have an okay year in Tampa. No.
1: Yeah. He had a pretty good year in Tampa. Uh, only projected he's 34 years old. So it's, it's not the best. Ryan Graves as well for uh, New Jersey. One of the bigger yeah, fish, I, I think, remember. projected to get a pretty penny. And then Matt Dumba, so a guy who I think at least we're kind of linked to for a while, but I'm uh, with the last two, it looks like Graves and Dumba are probably going to price us out, projected to get $4.4 4 million for Dumba and five for Graves. Would you be interested in either of those two guys at that number?
0: No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Matt Dumba, did not have a very good season this past year. I believe was scratched at times um, by Minnesota. Like, I don't know. I think he only had like 11 five on five points this year. If I'm not correct. Where is he on uh, my sheet here? He's pretty low down here. Yeah. He had, sorry, he had 14, which is less than Troy Stetcher, Carson Sutsi, Dmitry Kulakov. Kulikov. Travis Hamanick had more five on five points. Radko Gudis had more five on five points. And the list goes on and on and on. Like he had the same. He had one more five on five point than Gavin Bayreuther. Crazy. So, so like and- offensively was not there at all this year. Um, played a good amount, but.
1: So it, it looks I like I, I just brought up evolving wild and my God, I don't know why I didn't do this sooner because like, it's so much easier to look at this, their model and, and their projection. So they're, they're projecting Matt Dumba to likely get a five, four to six year term between if it's a four year term, five mil to 6.26. Wow. That man. is a lot of money. Yeah. For a guy who's kind of big, Did they like, him? The lineup, I guess, I guess their model likes Dumba. I don't know, but Graves is in a similar boat where again, for, like most likely four to six years, but 4.7 for that fourth, four years and then 5.57 for that sixth year. So, I mean, younger guys established. Yeah. But
0: I think too pricey for the team. Is that fair to say? Play a lot of minutes.
1: Yeah. Ian Cole. I mean, two years for, they're projecting two years, three mil, a little pricey, but also plays on the left side, which doesn't, Yeah, it doesn't bode well for us super attractive to us like yeah like you said but yeah definitely an interesting player because he's one of those guys who's like a high-end defensive defensive defenseman and i don't think people think about him like that because he's short but um yeah someone should take a stab at him and i won't be surprised uh if uh, one of those sharper teams do take a stab at him yeah for sure any more thoughts on those guys or
0: not really on those guys. I just think I don't think they're realistic. I mean, fair enough.
1: I, I think I'm it's curious just that to see like
0: Graves and Dumba are pretty like big names. Yeah, I I really wonder how much they get. I mean, Dumba's numbers really fell. I thought they fell off this year. Well, I guess he's never really been an offensive guy. Only yeah. one fifty-point season. So I don't know. Yeah. Anyways. Last guy, um, yeah. last
1: guy I want to bring up here, and I think honestly, I'm shocked by these by these projections. They're I think they're wrong because I think the value is relatively high on him. But it, we c- could be a Dermot situation where we see a guy who is really good underlying numbers because he plays in that smaller role. And that's Caleb Jones, but I, I think you mentioned he actually didn't play in the small role that I'm thinking of. But I'm thinking of his, him as a five six. He's only 26 years old. Just Long just got um just received that he just got been informed. I don't know how to word this. He just, was just not qualified, court, but he was not qualified. Yes. Um, By the Chicago Blackhawks, which is a little odd. Cause like, if they like, why not just take a stab on a guy like Caleb Jones? Sound like they have someone coming up through the system. sound like they're going to go out and sign someone better than Caleb Jones. You're rebuilding. Why not try? And yeah. why not like play him out, get assets for him at the trade deadline. Yeah. Anyways,
0: could be a guy that 26, might... 19, 13, a game played a lot with his brother. I mean, played, seems like he played a bit of both sides there. Um, interesting thing about his statistical profile from what I saw, um, his shot chart was very, very spread out. Like he wasn't taking, like typically what you see is that from a defenseman's strong side, a lot of the shots are going to come from that area, but for him, it was very spread out all along the ice. I think he hand, like, I think there is a pretty good skill set there. And I wonder, I wonder what, what, what what other team, how other teams value him? Because like, if, if other teams don't value him that much, I would definitely take a stab at him. Well, and interesting to note, I think over the past two seasons has played around 300 or so minutes with almost 300 minutes with Jake McCabe. So some familiarity there. Yeah. And and they're both pretty good numbers too, together. So, and also I, I, it seems like he'll be a guy who gets a one-year
1: deal. What the number is, I don't know. But it's valuable because he's in a similar, similar, excuse me, situation to Samsonov, I believe, or if he signs a deal, I think I, I'm not sure,
0: but I think he might be an RFA at the end of it. He's he's a 1997 he, born, so he's 26. He,
1: but he just turned 26, so he's going to be turning 27 next year, right? And I don't know if that means you're you. I mean, that might mean you're a UFA. I might be wrong here, actually. I think I, think I might be he, wrong. I that. think he's a UFA. I think he's next a UFA. So year. scratch no that. Scratch that. But still. Whatever, someone, so someone you could take a stab at and say like hey prove it on this team and maybe you build some goodwill with him and if he does well you can extend him so yeah. uh yeah i i i like him in the susie bucket right if you can get him similar to that like he again another guy mm-hmm. who when i looked up his numbers i haven't watched this game at all no you're not going to catch me watching any chicago blackhawks games anytime soon uh <laughs> his underlying numbers actually look pretty good and like on a bad team. I think that's something that's like very impactful. Like he looks like he's yeah. a good defensive defenseman. So that's a guy I would take a stab at anyone else, anyone else that you're interested in on defense here kind of mentioned uh, everyone, but any, any names yeah. that are like coming to you right now, I don't mean to put you on the spot here, but.
0: In terms of my list here, not really. I okay. think that was about it. There isn't really anyone that that's well, that is that terrific out here.
1: So if if you guys in the comments feel like you're watching, feel like we missed anyone, please drop us a comment. Let us know who you yeah. think at least really should get on defense or who. We
0: didn't would... talk about Brian Dumoulin, but I haven't heard many good things about him, so I'm just gonna yeah, leave I
1: leave him I th- there. I th- I think we kind of left out those like 32 to 35 year old guys who are like seem to be on their last legs. Like not really guys we want to be interested. We we I would be interested in. So may- but again, hey, maybe maybe we missed them. Maybe I missed something there, but. Um, yeah, if you think we did, if you think Dumlin is a good player, let us know in the comments. Uh, yeah. So, oh,
0: interesting one here. Did not play, does not there. play him very much, but Troy Stetcher was traded to Calgary last year. That'd be interesting. only played 14 minutes a game with Calgary, but you know, something yeah. to note, right? Yeah.
1: And uh, we also forgot to mention probably the most likely trade target, Michael Stone. <laughs> But uh, that's a signing. That's a signing. <laughs> Is he a free agent? Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, I don't know why we did all this. They're just going to sign him. They're just going to sign
0: Michael Stone. Watch.
1: So, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, moving, moving off from defenseman. now we're going to touch a little bit. I think we have like another couple of minutes. We'll touch on the goalie situation here. Cause things seem to be maybe set in stone. Things also seem to not be, I don't know. It's kind of up in the air. What's happening right now. For the Leafs, there's kind of two paths that we can take, right? There's one path of signing and keeping Samson off. And there's the other path of trading Samson off. So mm-hmm. if we were, let's start off with the signing Samson off. What do you think, what do you think the deal we would get for Sam? Like, what do you think the number would be to get Samson off signed and kept here? And what number would you want it to be? Like, do you think he's yeah. going to be asking for more
0: than what you're comfortable with? Uh I think under five for sure. The term is where it gets dicey for me. I would only want him for two, but who knows? I think he's, I think he wants a long-term deal. I think he wants more stability. I mean, does sense. have also does have a kid now too. So something to keep in mind there. I think that's probably his thinking. Um, but yeah, I, I I think two by 4.7 ish would be comfortable. Okay. I hope he it, it I hope it's not like a five by five kind of deal, but so we'll look, looking
1: looking at evolving wild because it's just so much better than daily face off their metric. Yeah. so a two year deal would put them at four oh nine five which is pretty good. I would take that i I would actually take that. I like that, but a four year deal and a five year deal is when it starts to get pricey. You got five point one seven at four and five point four nine eight at five. and for me, I think i've been very clear about how i feel about goaltenders they are run very hot and very cold i don't think it's worth it to sign a guy for five years at five mil when potentially three of those two years he could underperform that number i think it's better to take a risk and take a dart throw at potentially another goalie and if those other goalies are available then i think you should do it so starting with the the path of keeping samson off
0: the issue is dart throw goalies are not always available i mean like of know, course, also, we'll, we'll we'll get into look at the this... dart throws that San Jose's been doing, right? Yeah, but look, like, look take a the... look at San Jose. What who did they bring in before? They had Aiden Hill last year. They had Kakanen. What happened before, to Aiden Hill though? Uh, and then they had they traded him for a fourth. Yeah, but why though? Why did they trade him for a fourth? They tr- they traded to get him, and they got a second. Yeah, or sorry, they traded a second to get him. Yeah, and they traded a fourth to get rid of him. Yeah, and then he won a Stanley Cup but they he wasn't a, even like the starter for it on that team,
1: but he won the Stanley cup for their cup run. That's like, yeah, but that's kind of like my point. Though, is that like, like if you look at a team like Vegas, that's exactly what they did. They took multiple dart throws on different goalies and that's, that worked for them. Maybe it doesn't yeah, work, but they did.
0: It's, it's again, they have the, a very good defense in front of them. That's true.
1: Hopefully. So that's true. where
0: you're able to take those dart throws, but like those dart I, throws aren't always available. I mean, like, Who's like San Jose has been taking three dart throws. Now they just acquired McKenzie. San Jose isn't a
1: good team. That's like a bad, that's a terrible example. Like San Jose's trying to
0: be bad, right? San Jose's expected in terms of expected goals. They, their goalies massively underperform that.
1: What, but what's, what's their, like, are they trying to win? Are they trying to win the cup? Are they trying to make the playoffs? Okay. So then I don't think their their underlying
0: numbers were not bad last year. Their goaltenders were horrible.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. So don't trade for San Jose goalies, I think is the answer then, but,
0: Again, well, it's San Jose is just trading for the wrong ones.
1: Yeah. So let let them trade for the goalie first, then you get a better dart throw, better chance at the pot. So but again, going back to the paths that you can take. If you sign Samsonov, you're having three guys on your roster in Murray, Wall, and Samsonov. If he gets that four to five million deer, that's a that's that's more so my problem is that you're now gonna have to take up I think it's eight to nine million cap space for three goalies. If you move off of Murray. That's the other option when you, if you keep saying yeah, stuff, move I off Murray, roll of, roll, like roll of fall. I, d- I don't see that happening. Maybe I'm wrong, but if that, that happens, that's like, like he was off-
0: on the bench in the playoffs. However, yeah. how can a doctor not look at him and say, bro, you've broken every single bone in your body for the past four years straight. Like, no, I'm not signing off on you. So you could play hockey. Yeah. That's what happened to Joffrey Lupul. Joffrey uh, Lupul uh, was ready to go, ready to skate, trained all summer hit training camp and then the doctor um, probably had a gun to his head from Lou Lamorello, but the doctor said, no, Whoa, Whoa. whoa you can't play hockey. Should I, happen I, again. Let's get okay. real. It should happen again. It, it It should happen. But
1: again, we can't say for certain if it will happen. So that's the only thing yeah. that I'm like
0: hesitant about. So like, enough of these enough of these ethical doctors i want a doctor that's going to be in jail in two years
1: exactly i'm, I'm, da- <laughs> I'm he'll down be in jail that, with but... a cup ring <laughs> yeah give him the cup ring exactly so uh yeah if you ship murray out or put him on ltir the only problem with that like i mentioned before is like ltir fully is an option but if you trade him out you need assets and that's why it kind of it brings you to the idea of trading samson if you can't put him on ltir right you can trade mm-hmm. samson off Get a, I feel like you get a, probably a good amount of assets. If you look at the trades that happened last summer for more unproven goalies, there was like two-thirds to second and two-thirds for Georgiev or something along those lines. Um, yeah But you, you could get a decent amount of assets, use some of those assets to, one, restock the, the pool, two, get rid of Murray, and then you could take stabs on goalies. So there's a couple goalies that we have written down here who I think are good stabs, right? One of them mm-hmm. being Logan Thompson. Another one being Kirill Vamelka. Logan Thompson makes 766K over two years. Vamelka makes 2725 over two years. One guy, The reason why I like Logan Thompson so much, if you follow me on Twitter, you probably know that because I tweet about him every day saying the Leafs should go get him. It's simple. If you could have, like, don't you think the value of having a goalie 1A, 1B, mm-hmm. have them split games, if, of having those two guys at 1.5 million dollars, is that not incredibly valuable? You can spend $82 million on your entire roster other than your goals. Let, like, if you, be. If, that, that to me is something that is, like, almost like a hack, and teams should be doing that more. Is it an incredible risk? Yeah. Is it crazy?
0: Probably. Yeah. But I just, I don't know the skill set of L- Logan. I haven't watched Logan right. Thompson enough, and I don't know the skill set enough where you need to find a goalie that fits your system, or you need to play to the goalie's strengths. Right. Like, look at Detroit. Detroit brought in uh, Nedeljkovic and they brought in Huso last year and both have put up horrible numbers. The Nedeljkovic to the point that he was put on waivers after they paid him three and a half by two. Detroit system just did not fit Nedeljkovic's game. Right. So that's where I wonder if you bring in, does Thompson fit your system? That I'm not sure, and also, why would Vegas give Vegas a cap-strapped team who's now going to pay Aiden Hill 4.8 million dollars? Why would they give up Logan Thompson?
1: They, he's been mentioned in trade, like trade talks, trade rumors. So the yeah. only reason why I bring him up is because there's been insiders tweeting about him in the past three days. Teams have checked in on Logan Thompson, and he's been being shopped actively. That's what I heard. That's what I saw on Twitter. Kevin Weeks said
0: teams have checked in. I don't know about they say actively shopped. I, that's what I thought. I might
1: be wrong, but it, it,
0: again, yeah, that makes sense.
1: But also at the same time, I mean, it, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they envision Robbie like, Leonard and Aiden yeah. Hill as
0: their their tandem. Who knows? Is Robbie Leonard even gonna be? Oh, I don't even know. Will he be back? I don't know.
1: I'm really not sure. I so, don't know.
0: I haven't heard anything about him. That's why the so weirdest they... thing. Every off season, their their goalie situation is so weird. But yeah. anyways always seems to sort themselves out anyways. Yeah. They also
1: have that 8 million or was it nine and a half million dollar cushion of just a guy who's probably going to struggle his entire career with his back and then come back for the playoffs. Um, but uh yeah, anyways, moving on. What, to a, that de-
0: what a debilitating disease.
1: <laughs> uh, and then yeah. Regular Vemilka.
0: seasonitis. <laughs> it's contagious. Got to
1: be careful. Um Orman Are they shopping the Malka? I, I don't know. Just threw them out there. Cause again, if it's, like up up the stream of like I think that it's valuable to just take
0: stabs at cheaper goalies, right? Again, just, yeah, that's my. It's that's a manageable my contract. He, he's playing on a terrible team and putting up like half decent numbers in terms of it. like when you look at. I always like to look at goals against relative to save t- percentage. I know yeah. it's a terrible way to look at it, but I think that relative, like if a goalie has a three nine nine goals against average, their save percentage at a hundred percent going to be. Like lower re- relatively, like if they have a nine fifteen and a three point nine nine goals against average, like do the math on that. That means they're getting like fifty shots a game, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. can't be a very good defensive team in front of them. Um, Vemelka is an interesting one. I kind of like him, but again, I'd have to take another look into him. Um, just, just spitball but yeah. again.
1: We we don't have to be like certain with any of this. Just spitballing names out here. Again, if you can acquire these guys, I think for, I think you can probably get Logan Thompson for less than a second if it's like pick prospects the other way. I, I, less than a second. I would hope so. I don't know. Maybe two thirds. No. Maybe. I don't. I don't no. think you.
0: I, think I. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, but I believe he went to the All Star game this year. Maybe I don't know. Nine fourteen in his rookie year. Seven sixty two. What that contracts whatever, really valuable too. Whatever the balance is
1: whatever it w- you would need, the balance of trading Samson off, you would get enough assets back to acquire Logan Thompson. Either you could acquire Logan Thompson, dump Murray and come out on top assets wise. You could still have more assets than you had previously keeping everything the same.
0: Possibly. So that's my, I favorite. just, I don't think I I think right now in terms of the market, if you sign Samson off for, He's an RFA right now, and he's going to get over four and a half. Yeah, numbers kind of similar, same age to Logan Thompson. I think Samsonov has a bit more pedigree than him. Yeah, how do you how are you going to get more from Samsonov than you are Logan Thompson?
1: Maybe people feel like he's more established, and he has that pedigree that for that people seem to I value mean, more established.
0: Factors. He had an eight ninety nine last year. He was dumped for nothing. He was not qualified. Yes, then Lee signed him. Everyone was for one point eight. Yeah, they send him for backup money. Yeah, which is so. Yeah. I don't know. I I if again, I don't think he would come out on top in that scenario.
1: If you can, I think you should do it. That's like my main point. I just Maybe. think that the the prospects of having a cheap tandem is valuable. Um, so the last guy I think to look at
0: for goaltending is Connor Hellebuck. I think he would fit extremely well in the Leaf system. Um, it was interesting because Kevin Woodley did a pretty deep dive into. Connor Hellebook where he would fit kind of thing uh, because the jets don't give up a lot of cross ice passes. I think it was, I think his biggest weakness in term is like getting across the ice from one side to the other really quickly. Yeah. Um, Cause he's a bigger goaltender. The jets like to allow him to just face the shooter one-on-one and he does a very, very good job with that. Um, there's more to it. And I'm drawing a blank right now. I think the Leafs play more so into that system than people would like to admit, and I think that Connor Hellebuck on the Leafs would be a Vesna candidate. On the Sabers, probably less so. Probably not actually at all. Um, But yeah, I I think that Connor Hellebuck would put up like a 9.25 with the Leafs.
1: Listen, I love Connor Hellebuck. You know that I had him last year as one of the most underrated goalies in the NHL because I think he is the second best. At the time, the second best goal in the NHL. I think now maybe you could say that this uh, top five. Some 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 goalies have made ground over the last year, um, but again, a, a top five goalie. And uh, that this is the one scenario where I think you can pay for a goalie is if you're an established. I think there's like only eight eight ish goalies in the NHL who are worth what they're getting paid, and then everyone else is just your are victim to the sine wave of goaltending. So, that's my philosophy with goalies. So I, I like Connor Heibuck. The problem is, again, if you get him, And he's, he's looking he's, for like nine exactly. He's a UFA, you're looking for nine, but maybe maybe you you take a stab at him. Maybe the market isn't that interested in him as a result of them looking for nine. You take a stab at Connor Heibuck and you just say, F it this year, let's go win a cup. So I think Connor Heibuck gives you a big boost to win that win the cup. So um, I mean, the first
0: round is passed, and he still hasn't moved yet. So yeah, I, like I don't know. it's good. I wonder if they're looking for like a hockey
1: trade for him. I don't know what they're, it's really tough to see. I think they're, they're looking, looking
0: for, for him based on what they got for Pierre-Luc Dubois. Hockey they didn't trade. get any first round picks. They got all young players. So,
1: so what about like Sam, like, could you build a deal with Samsonov? yeah. Or Connor? No, Halibut? I think that, you could. that makes sense. Right. Like, I think
0: that makes sense. Maybe you would have but to, but then it's going to have to be, um, it would have to be Matthew Nyes. I can't, I don't, I,
1: I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if that's the case. So. Because listen, he's going to walk well, no so matter what. Up. He, But he's going to. Here's the thing: you have to understand that the the Winnipeg doesn't really have much leverage here, right? They've made it clear they want him gone. He's made it clear mm. that he wants to be gone, right? They did a great job getting that haul for PLD. Mm-hmm. What if no one just wants to bite on Connor Hellebuck?
0: It I might don't get to that point. I don't think that's the case. We'll see. Nobody's going to want to bite on a Vesna.
1: Well, again okay. candidate, no one's gonna bite if you're asking for a a potential one-a goalie and everyone's top prospect. No, no one's gonna bite there. But if the price comes down,
0: then people will that's be. That's not biting. that much, though. I think that's a lot. I,
1: think I don't lot. think
0: that's that much. Okay. Samsonov plus Nyes? Yeah, that's that's a decent amount. I think it would have to be a little bit more too. And-
1: Again, you, you have to factor in that Hellebuck. You're only keep you're only going to be keeping him for a year. The team that the team that is most likely to trade for Connor Hellebuck
0: would probably only keep him for a year. The team uh, is not no, it isn't. he wants to go somewhere where he's going to sign long term. I don't know where that is.
1: Good, good luck finding a team willing to pay nine million dollars over eight years for. It'd be
0: five. Or I don't think he's getting eight. He's everyone knows he's thirty years old. Like
1: yeah, so. I mean, I think everyone is looking at the, um, at, uh, oh my goodness. Florida buddy, Florida goalie, point. 10. Bobrovsky. 10. Like Bobrovsky. Everyone's looking at the bar. up. Yeah. That, that, GM saying, doesn't have a, do that.
0: that GM doesn't have a job. I don't think but it, well, but he's is not this a GM.
1: The, yeah. But is that not the same situation here where you have a guy who has really good pedigree and is like a top goalie? What, and,
0: what was Bobrovsky's numbers in his last year? I don't know. Nine 13.
1: I don't know. I don't have it. What what was Hellebuck this past year? Not sure. 920. Okay, fair enough. But again, like, I think people are going to look at that and say, it's not, it might might not be worth it to sign him to the right
0: goalie in the right system will be effective. I mean, plain simple. If he goes to Buffalo, it's it's not going to be great. They pay him a boatload of money. It's going to be tough because next year they're not going to be able to shore up defensively. Maybe in a couple of years, when Owen Power develops and all these younger defensemen develop and all the younger forwards develop a defensive game, that's when they would be legit. But then, how old is he going to be there? How's the body going to look? That sort of thing. Like with the Leafs for this, for next year, if Connor Hellebuck was on the Leafs, he would put up, I'm very confident, over a 920. It would be. V-
1: well, you would Fair, have to right. for that to be a success, right? Because we just well, got, a, we got a guy yeah. essentially for free and free agency put up 919 for us. And we've seen Frederick Anderson yeah. put up like decent numbers for us and Jack Campbell put up decent numbers for us. So if, again, like you said, if the fit's right, then let's go for it. Yeah, let's go for it. So um, any other goalies you got in mind here? Or? Uh,
0: on this list, in terms of the free agents, I believe like a Yara. I had a list. I had a list of goalies. I don't know where it went and this is pissing me off, but in in, off the top of my head, the best goalie in this free agent class is Jonas Corposalo. I really, I really think he, he has really come into his own this year and well, actually not come into his own. He was dealing with a hip injury for the past two years. He finally got that cleaned up. And then this season he looked way, way better. Unfortunately, in the first round, he did get rinsed by McDavid and the Oilers a little bit, but um, I still do think he's a very good goaltender. Varlamov, it looks like he's going back to the island there, so yeah. nothing you can do there. Um, yeah. In terms of Aiden Hill, I think he's probably getting overpaid. Evolving Wild, Wild I believe, had him at 2.8 for two years. Yeah, 2. I think that's for closer to what he is. Um, I don't know how after one playoffs he gets that huge huge contract like that but uh, what what can you do it's not the leaf signing him to that so, so i'm fine frederick a, anderson is an interesting one though I, I i wonder if the body's starting to break down oh not <laughs> i wonder the body is starting to break to down break that was down the dumbest, that, no, was the dumbest good, good. Yeah, that was the dumbest yeah you don't know statement. you don't want to be no, like is, so you don't, don't want to be aggressive
1: down. towards it i feel that like it's all good we want to be positive here we don't want to be Negative no i, course, I just
0: totally forgot that <laughs> he was injured this year he was injured last year mysteriously he was injured mysteriously with the leafs like he's 6'4 he's a big big boy when you're putting that kind of pressure on your your lower body like that at that age not eh. no way no. tristan, no no. tristan jari that's who it was tristan, tristan Jari's jari is also a solid goaltender that's out there i think he's gonna probably command Close to five, six, I would say. Six, but again, six that's another 6.6.
1: For evolving wild is what they're projecting. Six, six, eight actually is what they're projecting is the most likely contract for him, which is... And then again, that's another guy, injury-prone.
0: A lot, so... That's an injury-prone guy. What really is he? How many... I don't think he's played... If he has played 50 games in a season, it's only been once, I believe. So what do you really have there i think he is a decent goaltender though i will i will say that but one guy
1: towards the bottom of the list that i just want to get your quick thoughts on two guys actually larry b projected to get two by 1.5 another injury prone guy but he's on oh he's, he's he's on not the younger side but he's 30 right which is for goal te- goalies i think that's not as old as it is for players if you know what i mean right like yeah so he peak-
0: yeah he missed like a full season but then he was healthy all year this year. He just he didn't play many games in the NHL because he was in the AHL for most of the year. I think he's a he's an okay backup. Uh worth a stab at one one uh, around that one one ish range. Yeah, I would I, say.
1: I, I could see if we get rid of Murray, like maybe we sign a backup goalie for like one. Would it be crazy to carry three goalies on a roster?
0: Like I don't know. You, I, just... I wouldn't know. I it it sorry, yes, it would be. No, you think okay. it'd be crazy? <laughs> I wouldn't like that. No. Okay, fair enough.
1: Just, just curious, cause like yeah. I don't know how we don't know how much trust they have in Joseph Wall yet. I have trust in him. I have faith in him. I think he'll be at least a, a good backup goalie. Probably a good one B, potentially a good one A. Who knows? We'll see. Well, think about but,
0: this. They had enough trust to say, "Hey, getting- Matt." Hey, Matt Murray, go fuck yourself. We're playing Joseph
1: I, I Listen, no disrespect to you, but I think they would have played you over Matt Murray in the
0: playoffs last year. Oh. Sheldon <laughs> Keefe at times with goaltenders that are injury prone, gets yeah. so <laughs> sick and tired and so fed up with them. And like he tries to, act professionally but you can just like read between the lines and look into his <laughs> eyes that he wants to take these goaltenders out back and hit them with a shovel like that whole like frederick anderson conundrum oh my god that guy wanted to ring someone's neck na- and then when he came back and he's like what the hell is wrong with this guy and then that matt murray situation where just kept pulling himself up warm up oh, off. My sorry guys i i broke my entire i shattered my entire leg in this warm-up, after William Nylander hit me in the hit me with a puck in the collarbone, my whole leg is now shattered. Somehow,
1: <sighs> crazy stuff. All right. Life, last... of
0: life of an NHL head coach, but yeah, yeah. Larry B decent backup, I, 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 an okay backup, I would think.
1: Last guy, Yaroslav Halak,
0: thirty years old, old.
1: but he's, he's just older. I mean, for I like as a league be... guy, as insurance, maybe
0: again, like around that Laurent Brusswal kind of level um i think he would be best suited who's like a young starter like it would be like carter hart but no why would he go to philadelphia um i don't think it would be with the leafs but if it was just joseph wool maybe but he's really getting up there and the numbers are starting to well 905 903 903 it's not great. He's not going to play more than he played 24 starts last year. I can't see him playing any more than that. So, fair enough. Like, in terms of who would be a good starter for him, I'd have to think more. I'm actually not sure. That's all but good. I'll just, I think, just I think, it'd be a good is... fit for him to go back to New York. I don't know. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, fair
1: enough. I think that's anyone else you got in mind here?
0: Yeah, like Ranta is going to be interesting. I I don't foresee him being back, but again, that's another guy who's been injured quite a bit and is 34 years old. Um, other guys on this list here, like... I had some names. Um, yeah, I think it's...
1: that's We went through both of them, it. like salo, I think he's staying, though. Yeah, I mean, like Ken Talbot, restating. but Phil Gustafson, whatever. Philip Gustafson, Ken Talbot, Nadelkovich, Stolars, Jones, Blackwood. Philip Gustafson.
0: Nadelkovic. Yeah. You're looking at, he's probably an RFA. The RFA, sorry, yeah, he's an RFA. There you uh, go. Nadelkovich all- will be an interesting redemption piece. I wonder if someone gives him a backup job. If not, it'll be very, very interesting to see how he plays from the AHL upwards. Like this was a guy that did get a three and a half, three and a half by two uh, contract a few years ago. And then unfortunately went to a not great team and did not perform very well. So maybe if he goes to a better team, gets a backup job and then starts to build confidence from there, I'd be interested. I'd be interested to see how that works out. Yep. Fair enough. Fair enough. Anyone else you got here? No, that's all. Oh, Oh, Anthony Stolarz put up great numbers last year, played on a tire fire Anaheim team this year. A guy that our guy, Kevin Papetti really liked last year as well. Put up some good numbers on a bad team last year. So I'd be interested to see where he lands. Um, but yeah, I foresee the Leafs bringing back two of their goaltenders right now. And I, I'm pretty confident it's Samsonov and, and Wool. We'll,
1: I really hope it's Sam Selvin. Well, cause I don't know, I don't know what I would do if I have to have another year of Matt Murray debacle. So, um, all right. I think, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm going to leave it at that. Enjoy your two cup rings, Matt Murray. <laughs> Anyways, I think that's all we got for today. Um, the Leafs did make their first round pick Easton Cowan, um, I don't have my. I didn't watch any junior hockey this year. I tried to ask someone. It seems like Carlo Coliakovil really likes him. Um, I will say this: he played on a very good London team, and he was kind of a rookie this year. Only played seven OHL games, so just something to consider. This was his rookie season. He did. He put up over a point a game in the in the OHL playoffs, um, and like yeah, the NHL E isn't going to take into account how much. Playing time you get is he a great player? I don't. I have no idea. Seems like the consensus rankings had him in the third round, and we drafted him in the first. Unfortunately, but we'll see. Maybe some more playing time. You know, light it up next year.
1: Well, one thing I want to do say about that is again, consensus rankings probably w- wherever they had him in the third. I think it was the back half of the second high, top second half third, third round. Around there, our our next pick was in the what fifth or sixth round. We weren't oh. going to get him. So if if we think that he is the best upside of all the players available, then yeah, that's the pick we should have gone with i don't think we should
0: have got we should have drafted mitchkov yeah like why didn't why didn't we treat why didn't we draft mitchkov he was right there. i would have liked Caleb ritchie but or Quentin musty apparently both they're those both guys went apparently two. i have no idea again but they went right before so yeah ah, yeah,
1: whatever it, it, i again we're not gonna unfortunately we're probably not gonna hear his name for another two
0: years so let him cook no him we cook. uh in a couple weeks at the uh yeah, the prospect prospect, tournament.
1: Yeah, but you know what I mean. Like he will not be relevant to the NHL level and oh, probably yeah. not be contributing oh, no, no, at, the, a at minimum for two years, probably three, four years is likely. Think about how long it takes for these guys to develop. Yeah. So yeah. Good. Like I tr- trust the process, man. We trust if we if Hell we yeah. think the Leafs have drafted well in the past couple of years then we have faith in West Clark, then I don't know why it would waver now. So
0: yeah. Apparently, London, the London Knights, when they posted the highlights of him, they included an empty net goal. So Respect. I thought that was kind of funny.
1: Respect. Get those empty net <laughs> It's goals like either. he
0: had like over 20 goals this year. Why do you need to include the empty netter? We,
1: we're missing that upside ever since we lost Zach Hyman. Like yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> exactly. Anyways, you got anything else for today? That's it for me. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Goalies, go. Leafs, go.